welcome, 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 one, welcome all. My name is Pete Morgan, this is the Puppy Podcast. It is the podcast where we talk about nine-month-old, very nearly actually, nine-and-a-half-month-old uh, Elvis, who's a black Labrador, and uh, our four-year-old golden Labrador, Lincoln. Obviously, we talk about Elvis more because he is a puppy, and this is, after all, the Puppy Podcast. It's also a place where you... As a puppy owner, as a future puppy owner maybe, as a dog owner, as a dog lover, can come together and just talk about your love of these wonderful animals that just enrich our lives, brackets, for the most part. Um, and the, the hope is that by sharing these trials, tribulations, the problems, the pleasures and the pitfalls, we can all just become better dog and puppy Owners. So if you've got any questions uh, about your puppy or your dog and you think the Puppy Podcast family can help, we are many people strong now. <laughs> we are a big, strong tribe. Um, then you can get in touch. Uh, plenty of places to find us. You can go to Facebook, the Puppy Podcast uh, Facebook page. We're on Instagram, at the Puppy Podcast. On Twitter, at Puppy Podcast. Or you can just always email um, the Puppy Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, really appreciate it. Um, thanks very much. Um, whether you've found us, whether it's been iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or iHeartRadio, um, I really appreciate you choosing the Puppy Podcast. If you could leave a review, that would be amazing. And uh, again, I would really appreciate that. Um, and however you're listening to us, if you are listening today for the very first time, if you've started at the very beginning and this is your 37th episode, so you've been with us and kind of gone right through the journey, or whether you're in the car, or at the dog park, out with for a walk... Whatever the deal is, welcome along. Glad to know you're there. Um, it's been an odd couple of weeks, and I can only uh, apologise for it. And I'm, go I'm just going to explain exactly what has been so odd about it. Um, and I'm going to confess it's not particularly dog-related either, but I just I wanted to kind of... Um, I don't want anyone to think that I have... My feelings have changed about the Puppy Podcast. I started this back in January because I wasn't working and I needed something to do and this was something and we were getting a new dog and I thought this was a good way of kind of going through that um, and uh, going through the, the process of getting a dog. So that's why we, we started. That's why we started doing the uh, the Puppy Podcast. Um, and what's happened over the past couple of weeks is I've, I've started to get work. Um, so I've become quite busy and my weeks have become much more full and I've been kind of out to meetings a little bit more and you know having to spend time away from the boys and you know I've been kind of down to London a couple of times and things like that so the the puppy podcast for the first time really since I started it has kind of had to take a a back seat it's it's not been my you know one of my top priorities for the week it's become kind of one of the lower priorities and uh, I, I've been really aware of it over the past couple of weeks and there's not really been much I can do about it um, I'm going to look at, at how I work around it and, and what I, I need to do because I, I love doing it you 
you seem to enjoy it for the most part. You know, the 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 people that we we get listening. Uh, you know, the hundreds of people, which always surprises me. The hundreds of people who who listen uh, on a regular basis. Um, it's just so lovely and you seem to enjoy it. So I'm just going to need to uh, spend a bit of time uh, working out where kind of where we need to go, not where we need to go, but how I can fit it in better and and make and still give, give as much as I was giving to the, to the puppy podcast and putting as much effort into it as I was. Um, But uh, yeah, so I apologize if, you know, the past couple of weeks, past few weeks, it maybe has just seen a little bit, kind of not thrown together because I've never done that but uh, a little bit um I don't know uh, uh, a little bit rushed uh, a little bit kind of as a, a a last thought because that really it was never the case uh, and never will be the case we, we, I, what I can tell you is uh, Joe and I have had a conversation about how long we keep the puppy podcast going for because there will obviously become a point that we won't have puppies anymore. Um, and I think initially when I started it, it was always going to be kind of done. I will do it for a year, um, which, of course, is only three months away now. I mean, you know, it'll be um, the beginning of January, which is when I started it. Uh, and then we'll we'll make a decision. I, d- I don't know. I, I, and I think I, I will literally have to make the decision as I get to the 1st of January. It depends if people are still listening. It, it, you know, it depends if people are still willing to engage and be uh, interactive. It depends if I've still got something to say uh, about Elvis. Um, and that's a, a subject we will definitely get to towards the end of the podcast. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of uh, uh, address that. Not that anybody said anything, but it's just been something that's been really on my mind for, for the past few weeks. So uh, apologies if you felt it was a bit kind of phoned in. Uh, that was never the intention. And it was just uh, good circumstances um, outside of the Puppy Podcast that have brought it about. But I'm, I'm really going to try and... Um, you know, uh, prioritise a, a, a little bit more without, you know, a detrimental effect to paid work. Um, this week's episode, this week's Puppy Dog of the Week. Uh, again, we don't have one. Uh, nobody's nominated. And this, again, kind of folds into the thing of it. I, I should really push this a lot more and talk about it uh, a lot more on social media during the week. Um, so uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll get back to that over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, if you're listening at the moment and you think, you know what, I have a fantastic puppy. He, he or she is gorgeous and I love them very much and I would like a certificate and I would like an episode dedicated to me and I would like uh, a picture on, uh, uh, you know, a, a very well-subscribed social media platform. Uh, yeah, well, you should absolutely be nominating your dog to be Puppy Dog of the Week. Because that's what you get. You get a certificate. I apologise for those people who are still waiting for certificates. I'm going to get on it this week, and I know I've said that for like two or three weeks. But uh, genuinely, I have just been so busy outside of the the Puppy Podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm going to put some time aside on Monday to definitely do them Monday and get them out. So, again, apologies for that. Uh, there's an awful lot of apologies this week. It's good apologies. I, 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 you know, I, I always feel sorry. I, I'm always like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I you know, uh, I, I don't like letting people down. Um, but 
as I say, uh, I've been earning money for you know the first time in about nine months. So um, <laughs> that's become a bit more of a, a, a concern and a bit more of my focus. But yes, yeah, so you get a certificate, you get the episode dedicated to you, you get mentioned on social media. Get in touch, nominate your dog uh, or your puppy. Uh, you can email. That's the only way you can nominate is by email. Email the puppy podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, get an episode dedicated to you. Uh, you get a certificate, get on social media, and you will be named uh, Puppy Dog of the Week. Um, still got the jingle. Uh, you've been getting in touch. I asked on social media, when did your dog last make you laugh? Uh, because uh, we've had some... <laughs> when Lincoln had his cone on... As, as bothersome as it was for I mean, initially it was distressing for him, but as bothersome as it became for him, it was hysterical to watch him. Um, because what he would do is if he bumped the cone on anything, or even brushed against, he would just stop. So if he can't, if he just misjudged the, the width of the door and just touched the door frame, so not jarred anything, not just brushed the cone, he would just stop. And not move, just literally stand there staring into space for about a minute. And then he would kind of carry on. And it was it was like the cone had become some kind of reset button. But as I said, it, it was bothersome for him. Obviously, it wasn't funny when it was distressing. But when it was bothersome, yes, it was. I will confess to um, whilst helping him out, uh, it did make me laugh. So I ask you, when did your dog last make you laugh? Emily uh, says this morning. Uh, with his uh, bone-burying shenanigans. And then Cheryl joined in, saying, I was going to say the same thing. I gave a small bone to Dexter after he ate all of his breakfast, and he ran around the house and was hurrying it or trying to bury it in different places. Right now, it's behind a pillow on my bed. <laughs> Emily says, Watson panics when he can't find the right place in the house and wants to go outside so bad to hide it. But even then, he can never find the right place. He tries so many spots and he eventually gives up. It keeps him busy. Uh, with the boys, with um, Lincoln and Elvis, both of whom have just wandered into the office. Uh, so, you all right, boys? You okay? You're not causing problems, are you, Elvis? I think you are. I think you, you're, uh, you, you're bothering Lincoln and Lincoln just wants to lie down and sleep somewhere. Um, if we give... Uh, bones to them if we give filled bones to them or something like that um it's rare that they want to bury them they will generally bury them if they're just not hungry which is as any other lab owners out there will know is like never um but we have to do it in a certain way and we have to do it in a certain order obviously lincoln always gets the bone first because he's the older dog and takes priority he's higher up the pack uh, than elvis is but the problem with Elvis is, is his attention span. So if he gets bored of his filled bone, then he just wants to take Lincoln's. So he'll just go and, oh, I'll just have that. <laughs> and just goes and takes somebody else's uh, filled bone. He's a swine for it. Uh, but lovely to hear from you. Um, Cheryl's saying um, Dexter whines uh, the whole time when he's trying to bury something. Uh, but lovely to hear from you. Thank you very much. Melissa, lovely to hear from you, Melissa. Melissa sending some and posting some really lovely photos of Kipper on the Puppy Podcast Facebook 
page do go to the the facebook page go to facebook go to the puppy podcast click like uh and then you keep getting the updates and uh, melissa posts some lovely uh photos about kipper kipper is so so cute um and melissa was saying uh, the last time this do- the dog made me laugh this this morning each time i walked past kipper she immediately turned on her back asking for a belly rub it was very funny um trisha saying last night and then posting a video which you can see on the uh the puppy podcast facebook page and basically it's chester who's clearly on the sofa with trisha kind of wrapping themselves in a blanket so kind of going oh yes i'll have this blanket thanks very much and pulling it over themselves and then just sticking their head out like they're taking themselves off to bed that's so sweet thank you for that trisha that's the thing it made me go oh rather (laughs) rather than made me laugh uh ian got in touch and said trump uh, it's childish, I know, but it still made me laugh. We've been talking about this, and it's a sensitive subject, the passing of wind. Because um, obviously dogs do it, and Lincoln's done it for years, but Elvis audibly does it. I, I, I've never known a dog be so audible. So he'll kind of get up on the sofa at night, generally next to Joe, and he'll be... <laughs> And it's like, what's that? Unbelievable. Uh, so, yes, he, he, unfortunately, I will confess, it, it's the same with us. It still raises a smile. Uh, Bill uh, saying the cat coming in soaking wet trying to dry herself on the dog. Uh, the dog is Meg. Uh, so then Meg sat on my wife's knee and that stopped the poor cat. <laughs> Thanks very much, Bill. Uh, Nicholas saying this morning at 5am when I turned the light on, Bella covered her eye with her paws as if to say, really? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously, dude? So early? Um, Julianne say, uh, sent through like a, a, a like a picture story, almost. <laughs> she sent through kind of four pictures of when Daisy just couldn't get comfortable. And kind of is in the same spot, but is kind of lying on her side with a pause kind of um, held up in front of her. And then uh, Daisy's lying on her back with her paws really stretched out. Uh, and then she's kind of turned over the other way. So the paws are out, the head's up uh, a little bit more. Uh, and then she's kind of gone another way and kind of gone face down rather than belly up. And things like that. I just couldn't find the right place to get comfortable. Oh. <laughs> uh, Faye said, um, uh, he pushed his rugby ball in Hubby's lap and stays there until he gets eye contact and then he runs off. So what does he, does he run off leaving the ball behind expecting you to throw it or does he take the rugby ball going, right, you've looked at me now, I can run. <laughs> is, is that what it is? Um, Claire saying, uh, my dog got stuck in a pajama leg. Oh, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. Oh. <laughs> uh, Louise uh, says Daisy, who is the four-month-old Bedlington, um, who's Dodgem's little sister. Dodgem was Puppy Dog of the Week um, a few weeks ago. And uh, uh, Louise was saying Daisy hid behind the toilet when my husband fell down the stairs. Okay, that's an odd, that's an odd reaction to something. I think the only question I've got, Louise, is... Did Daisy cause your husband to fall down the stairs? 
is there some friction there we need to know about? Um, Tony says, um, when the dog tried to pull my wife into the sea by her coat sleeve. <laughs> very, very funny. Again, yes, absolutely. Uh, Andy, I turned the shower on for me and went to get a towel and my dog got in the shower and picked up the shampoo. Wow. See now, I mean, again, it, it, this comes back to the, the debate we had when we were first getting dogs. For a little dog, that's quite cute because you just pick up the little dog, oh, wrap it in a towel and drop. If a big dog, so if like Lincoln, who's like five stone, got in the shower, not that he would because he's a real wuss when it comes to water that isn't rain he doesn't so he doesn't like the hose he doesn't like the showers or anything like that um when if he got in that's like a major job <laughs> major job to dry him off and keep him and keep him warm uh but uh andy thanks very much for that i'd love to have seen a picture of that that's great um damon says um our dog opened the fridge freezer so I took the handles off. He still managed to open it. So then I put baby locks on, but he just, he just butted those off and then opened the fridge freezer. He actually watched me put the locks in, unlike the other dogs who just did doggy things. Dogs three, humans nil. <laughs> Damn it, that is, that's Machiavellian kind of level dog stuff. Where they watch you and think, okay, he's putting locks on there. Okay, and what was in that freezer? I can only presume some kind of frozen part of their food. Or maybe they were just warm and just wanted to cool down a little bit. Uh, Mark says, uh, I found him in the cat basket tonight. And, and I think that's, uh, um, we may have to get somebody on if you've got a dog and a cat living in the house. Just one dog and one cat. Just kind of how they get on. Because there was a time I was, in, before we got Elvis, I was saying, well, maybe we should get a kitten. Maybe that would be nice. Uh, and then I quickly realised that both me and my wife are allergic to cats. Um, we could be around them. I just can't live with them. Uh, I can't have... Um, so it's not like stroking them that's a problem. It's when their their hair gets everywhere in the house. That's that's when, uh, I, you know, I get really bad. And uh, Janet says, Yesterday, whilst on holiday in North Wales, driving with both the dog and my younger daughter, the dog, Rango Pog... Uh, which is, that's a great, how evocative is that name? Uh, put his head out the window with ears flapping behind him. All he needed uh, was the goggles. He would have looked very much like Biggles, wouldn't he? Uh, and Georgia saying, um, when he rolled off his bed and slid across, <laughs> slid across the floor. See, that was the thing. When I was younger and we had our Jack Russell lady, because we had um, wooden floors uh, in the house, getting excited and doing that wheel spin thing, so where the legs are going, but they're not going anywhere, which I'm pretty sure actually doesn't do the dog any favours, and it's quite damaging to their hips, but so funny, so funny to watch. Um, Georgia, thank you very much uh, indeed, and thank you for getting in touch with the Puppy Podcast. I, I, I say it on a regular basis. It relies on your interactivity. It relies on you getting in touch. Um, otherwise, the, the, the podcast just generally is me chatting on about... Um, Elvis, and that can get a little bit boring after a while. Uh, so don't forget, you can get in touch about anything that we've talked about in the past. Uh, if we, maybe you've been somewhere this summer uh, that you think is very dog friendly, whether it's a town, whether it's a hotel, whether it's a, a beach, whether it's a pub, 
um, whether it's a park, anywhere that you think, you know what, other dog owners need to know about. Don't worry about the geography. Don't worry about the fact that, oh, wait a minute, uh, you know, I know Pete lives in the UK, but I live in Italy, or, you know, it, it doesn't matter because there may well be somebody else or someone may be travelling over to where you are or, you know, you just might, there might be somebody else who lives around the corner from you who listens to the podcast. It's all about this sharing of information. So if there is somewhere that you um, take your dog then, um, or you found this really dog friendly, let us know. Uh, your dog's voice, I'm always up for talking about that. How did your dog get their name? Is there an unusual story behind that? Um all of that, please. Um, and one of the things you can talk uh, about, which we've talked about in the past, is actually the first story on Dog News, um, which is whether or not dogs should sleep on the bed. There has been a study um, done in the Mayo Clinic proceedings uh, that has just come out uh, and looks at this specific problem um, because there's there's positives for the dog. Being in your bed is obviously they are warmer than us. Their uh, body temperature is about three to six degrees warmer than us. So they are very warm to have. They can help us relax because of their rhythmic breathing. That can help lull you to sleep. Um, it, re- it increases uh, the flow of um, oxytocin, I think it's called, which is a, a hormone uh, associated with um, happiness. Uh, and having dogs around you can increase that in you. Um, they can make you feel safe if they're sleeping with you. Um, but there is a downside, and there's a lot of uh, practitioners that don't want you sleeping with dogs, uh, and that is because they can disturb a good night's rest. Uh, they did a, a survey at the Mayo Clinic uh, where 53% of pet owners reported that their dogs tend to wake them at least once on any given night now sleep deprivation is a massive problem and is linked to so many health issues from obesity to high blood pressure and pretty much everything in between you know stress and and certain uh, other mental health issues as well um the idea is that you remove the dog from the bed for us lincoln sleeps on the bed doesn't sleep in the bed he sleeps on the bed but sleeps at the bottom of the bed like a cat almost he does like to curl up in a ball um imagine that of a five stone labrador and uh he 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 doesn't really disturb us he doesn't you know he's never woken us up i have no compunction the difference between myself and my wife is so if i get up and go to the bathroom and come back sometimes he's shifted position and it's difficult for me to get back into the bed i have no compunction in waking him up and getting him off the bed whereas my wife will kind of contort herself around Lincoln so that he remains sleeping and then she can get back in bed. And I, I won't have that. I'm the, you know, we are the pack leaders kind of thing. Um, but uh, so what the, 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 this study did, they used um, actimeters, so movement detectors, and they were strapped onto both humans and dogs. And they used the devices uh, over a seven-day period to monitor sleep patterns, and they looked at sleep efficiency. So sleep efficiency of 80% or more is considered to be sufficient. And the study found that sleeping with a dog in the bedroom, but not on the bed, maintained an 83% sleep efficiency, which is satisfactory. Allowing the dog on the bed caused only a minor drop in sleep efficiency to an average slightly above 
the acceptable 80% mark. So I think what we're taking from that is the fact um, that sleeping with the dog on the bed, health-wise, unless you're allergic to dogs, obviously that's a different issue. But regarding your um, quality of sleep, and I think if it's just one dog, then I think you're fine. Goodness knows what's going to happen when Elvis can get upstairs and when Elvis decides that he wants to sleep with us. I think that's going to be a, a, a whole other ball game. Um, so, yeah, so that was the uh, the, the first story in uh, da -da -da dog news. The other one is FBI trained cyber dogs have been put into operation. These are dogs, and generally they're, they're spaniels as well, um, that can sniff out hard drives and electronic storage devices. And the idea is, is that they, um, and obviously these, these, Units contain damning digital evidence when it comes to uh, generally crimes regarding terrorism or crimes of a sexual nature, particularly uh, of underage children. The, the, the data is stored on the hard drives. So the FBI have trained cyber dogs uh, and they've been used as well, as well as being used by the FBI, also just started being used by British police as well. Um, and they... Uh, they use the dogs, um, and it's a, only a pair of dogs um, that are being used at the moment. Um, so, uh, and they've come over from the USA, and they're being used in Britain at the moment. Uh, there are uh, spaniels, but there's uh, Labradors as well, um, which clearly not are two because they couldn't locate anything. Uh, genuine, honestly, if you drop food, Elvis is a little bit different because he's younger. You drop anything and he's on it. But with Lincoln, you'll drop food right by him and he's going, where have you dropped that? It's just there. It's by your feet. Where? What are you talking about? I don't understand what you mean. So he'd be no good at rooting out anything. But these dogs uh, that have been trained by the FBI and come over to the UK really seem to be doing great work. So that is this week's dog news, uh, which is good. Um, right. Uh, quick update on the on the two dogs. Lincoln is uh, doing well. Uh, his um, scrotum is getting better all the time. It's not bothering him anymore, so he's not uh, licking it. Um, uh, and he, he's really good. Uh, he's just he can. If you've seen pictures of him, you know he does look a sad dog. He never looks happy. And you know, he, people must think they must beat this dog and not feed him. But we don't. We adore him. But he just always, oh, please. The only time he looks happy is when he's out in the park. Um, and uh, a big lesson that we learned this week, so we'll talk about kind of Lincoln and Elvis at the same time. Uh, last weekend, we took them both to the park. And obviously, the last time we'd been to the park, we uh, had an incident with Elvis jumping up at a woman and uh, not knocking her to the floor, but certainly kind of knocking her sideways. Um, so what we decided is to buy the a 10 meter training lead uh, and to have that. Uh, so my wife took Elvis, I took Lincoln. So we let Lincoln off the lead and he's wandering around. And um, we, we had a, a, an incident with Elvis. So we ran... Um, because the thing is with these 10 meter leads, if you've seen them, um, we got, we didn't get a rope one. We got like a, a broad fabric one. So it's got a loop at the top for your hand, uh, and then a broad fabric line down to the, the clip at the other end. And it's, t it's 10 meters. And the idea is, you, you know, it gives them space to run around, but not, you know, get away from you that you've still got them. 
Um, so, Joe had hold of that, but she had to keep, she was gathering it in to keep him close to her. And he ran and pulled at the lead. And the, um, the fabric ran through her fingers and cut her finger open. Um, uh, and then there was a, a, a couple, so she was in a little bit of distress. And then a couple came along, and this is something that I don't quite understand. They had a bitch on heat with them on a lead. And it's great that it's on a lead, but if you're coming into a park, which is very open space and open plan, dogs are regularly um, off the lead and running around. Why would you do that? Why would you take your dog that's on heat into an area where you know it's going to be bothered? So the first thing Lincoln does is go up and go, aye, aye, here we go, what's going on here? Um, and the owner, again, tries to push Lincoln away with his leg, but <laughs> you're basically saying to Lincoln, right, this thing that you really, really want, you can't have. But you're not on a lead, so you're just going to have to maintain some self-control. Well, for a dog that, you know, wants to just <laughs> have sex with other dogs, that's this dog is an open invitation. So I, I didn't understand that, but they were very, very unsympathetic to what we were doing at the moment. So, you know, Joe's trying to wrestle um, Elvis to get her close. I was trying to grab Lincoln back. Um, and then uh, we decided on a, on a change of tactic. So I said to Joe, hold Elvis by the collar. Uh, I'll get Lincoln back and then we'll go in a different direction. And while Joe had Elvis by the collar, he tried to get away and in doing so, twisted his collar. So what that did is it bruised Joe's fingers because it was trapping her fingers. Um, but then what it was also doing was throttling Elvis. And what he did in his shock and distress was he went for Joe uh, and was snarling and, and growling at, at Joe whilst all this was going on. So I was trying to untangle them and get it all kind of sorted. So, that was, <laughs> you might have heard that bark there, that was Lincoln basically saying to Elvis, just calm it now, because they're about to start fighting. Um, and when I say fighting, they're not fighting, they're play fighting. But it really uh, made it right. Wait one second. Lincoln! Okay, well, they seem to have stopped now. It just brought about, um, because it really bothered Jo um, and really and it upset her because she felt that she'd damaged Elvis and, and really hurt him in some way. Um, there was frustration at the other owners. So the, and this all kind of happened whilst this couple who had this bitch on heat were walking by and they didn't, they didn't stop. They didn't try and help. They weren't sympathetic and it was just very kind of frustrating so in the end what we did i mean we went back to the car i took hold of 
Elvis and we took him off his the 10 meter lead and just put him on the lead his normal lead which is a, a normal length and then Joe took Lincoln off into the park uh, for a walk and you know if you've been listening to this podcast that we have struggled with Elvis and his training oh. he's a very boisterous dog he is not like Lincoln at all and I think Lincoln is the anomaly um you know until Elvis came along Lincoln didn't really bark unless I got him wound up when I was playing with him uh, whereas now he barks a lot when he's playing with with Elvis you know he barks uh relatively frequently um we can't imagine taking Elvis away with us like we've been to the Lake District a couple of times three or four times with Lincoln I can't imagine doing that with Elvis as he is at the moment it's um it's been a really it genuinely has been a really tough week and we've we've been See, it makes us just sound like really kind of bad owners. But we we genuinely questioned whether or not we'd done the right thing in getting him um, this week. And I think the jury's still out a little bit. Um, You know, we've kind of been walking them. We've not, I've not gone back to the park um, at all. We, you know, when we've walked them, we've walked them on the lead on the streets. And we're talking about taking Elvis back to the park again tomorrow. Just Elvis on his own, because we, we think maybe that's part of it, is that we can't take both of them out at the moment. It's got to be just one or the other. Um, and we just... It's going to be a big test tomorrow to see how Elvis gets on, because... I don't know if we can do it. If if he is aggressive, if he is... And I don't think he's genuinely aggressive. He's just tremendously boisterous. You know, he, he there's only one way he knows how to greet another dog, and that's to bark his head off and run up and jump on them. Now, if you're another dog owner, unless your dog is is particularly confident in dealing with those kind of dogs that's not what you want when you go to the park you don't want that kind of confrontation so i mean i've kind of been looking at you know other socialization classes is there you know help with finding somebody else who has a big dog that can do something so yeah it's been it's been a trying week i'm not saying there hasn't been good bits in there you know there has been some lovely days when you know they've behaved beautifully um but that's not been the majority this week i know that there are trying times being a puppy owner being a dog owner we've had many of them and i've said when lincoln was a year old i didn't like him I, you know i didn't he was very cute and great to look at but i didn't enjoy being a his owner uh and i found it really frustrating and uh, i think we are probably there with with elvis but 
It's whether or not we continue. Because we, and again, being very honest about it, we don't feel the connection with Elvis that we did with Lincoln. You know, Lincoln feels like our child, whereas Elvis just feels like a, a pain in the neck who's incredibly cute. Um, so, yeah, we've been going through it this week. Um, and I don't know if there's someone we can get on to talk about it. I don't, you know, I'm not quite sure. But that's what the week has been. Any advice, as always, any kind of thoughts, anything that you can add to the conversation, you can get in touch, as always, uh, on the uh, uh, Facebook page, The Puppy Podcast, on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast, on Instagram, at The Puppy Podcast, or you can just plain old-fashioned email us, thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all good podcast apps thank you so much for listening as always this has been a monkey pants production apologies for going on so long this week i shall see you all next week <laughs>